Hello and welcome to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast, where we give you weekly tools and tips to teach you how to grow your hygiene department. We are your hosts, Rachel Paul and Vicki Collier. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Vicki. Uh, so we've been in the series on three ways to grow your hygiene department. Mm-hmm. We have spent several episodes talking about new patients sure. because obviously that's really the starting mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. But now I really want to move into some other areas. So right. let's start talking about how to increase that frequency of purchase. Right. So um, I think this is an area that's huge. And a lot of times when we say frequency of purchase, I get blank stares sometimes. Yeah, People are like, like, wait, frequency? But it's really just how often that patient sure. comes into your practice. Right, right. And if you build value and they trust you, and we've talked about this before, that uh, most of your patients trust their dental hygienist. Mm-hmm. What is that percentage? Well, 81% like, yeah. say they trust their hygienist and their hygienist recommendations. So that's that's a pretty high yeah, statistic. sure. There. I don't know who so, the other 19% are. I don't know if they just don't trust anybody. Or <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, who are those people? Hmm. We're not going to worry about them. Exactly. Now. We won't focus on them. So, But they, if they trust you, then obviously they will keep coming back. And I think it, it really goes back into creating value at each visit, right? We sure. talk about that. Sure. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Having a solid perio plan. Right. Because I think it's mm-hmm. a big difference between the patient that comes in every six months versus the one that comes in every three months right. versus the one that comes in once a year. Right. And then you also have to have a good system for that recare. Oh, yeah. Right, because, yeah. you know, recare is the lifeblood of the practice. Absolutely. So you got to keep sure. those patients coming back. Yep. So let's let's talk first about creating value. So, Vicki, what are some ways that you, you recommend creating value? This is a must. Value is something that we must create. We sort of assume that people certainly uh, see value in what we do. But then when we call that just a cleaning. I've got this in air quotes, you know, just a cleaning. Right. People want just a cleaning. Um, I wonder sometimes if we are, we are making that appointment as valuable as it can be. Because you know what they see as a cleaning is polishing their teeth with the gritty toothpaste, right? I mean, right. so, and we, we do so much more during that appointment than just a cleaning. So I think you must show people the value very obviously sometimes. One great way of doing that is like a dental report card Mm -hmm. or a way to kind of give them a list or an itemized list of what was done today. You know, yes, they want that free cleaning that their insurance covers, but look at all the things that really, that are encompassed in this appointment that aren't really a part of that, that, you know, what they're looking for there. So a dental report card is a great way to do this. I've seen these done many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can be as, as long and or as com- and complex or as simple as you want to be, mm-hmm. but I just think that it has to be done. And I, I'm also a big advocate of how you present that. Right. Anything that, that is important, you need to put in the patient's hands. Mm-hmm. And I'd say go over this dental fitness report card with them, uh, the dental report card. Go over Here's what we did today. Now, I made a note of your blood pressure and, you know, I know your medications are this and we need to keep an eye on this area here, whatever. But um, but don't just say, okay, and this is for you. And then you move on or to another topic. Or you put topic. it in their bag. Put it in their bag. That is one <laughs> of my pet And they don't beans. even... I don't even look in the bag. No, it is. My husband still has a bag sitting on his desk somewhere where I'm sure he has a toothbrush and toothpaste and he didn't look. And probably has his next appointment card in it too. So I should probably go look at the bag because he didn't pull that out either. So to me, any, again, anything that's important, the the report card, their appointment card, anything that is important, make mention of it. Don't just hand it off as though it's it's just one more thing that you do. An afterthought. Exactly. 
Another great way that I can never say enough is the intraoral camera. Absolutely, yep. The intraoral camera is your best selling tool. Mm -hmm. I need to have a t-shirt that says that or a <laughs> tattoo somewhere maybe. Because if you are not using that very vital piece of equipment, you are, you are dropping the ball. If they can see what you can see, there's a lot less for you to have to talk about yep. and to convince them to, as to why it's in their best interest to follow through with that particular treatment. Picture is worth a thousand words. I mean, it is. It's cliche, but it absolutely is. Um, I can't count the number of times. I had one guy once that number two was broken, um, he took a picture of it, had a huge old amalgam filling in it, and we kind of talked about crowning it, uh, and that was his best, you know, his best option at that point because it was not much, you know, nothing else that could be done with that tooth. Well, I pulled the, the camera forward and the, the, the tooth right beside it uh, looked just as bad. It just hadn't broken yet. He said, oh, I probably should crown that one too, shouldn't I? And I said, you know, yes, you probably <laughs> should. That was my whole sales pitch during yep. that appointment and he, he, he signed right up for that. So if, if the patient can see what you can see, and it's on a screen for them to sort of live. I, want, I, I tell my, my teams, I want them to live that. I want the patient to see that through the whole appointment mm -hmm. and sort of start living it. If you're the only one that can see it, it doesn't do you any good to have, have the picture because right. the patient the needs to see us. Right. So to me, those are the, the main two things that I think are two really good things that you can do to create value. I agree. I also like, I, would, I like to refer back to the why, what, and when. Too. Yes, yes. So when you have that patient in your chair and you are, let's say you're walking them mm -hmm. up front, all Always tell them why you need them to come back, for what, and when. Right. And make it personal. Don't mm -hmm. just have like, we'll see mm -hmm. you back in six months. Yeah, you know, right. Make it, hey, Miss Jones, we need to see you back in six months for your preventative care visit. At that time, we're going to reevaluate this area of sensitivity on the upper right. Right. Like, just give them a reason. Don't just make it sound like you're and, just going through the motion. And you want them to hear it over and over and over and over again. So that's another good way to do that. Right. Um, right. Because the more they hear it, the more they realize that it's it's actually necessary. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Make it personal to the patient. Uh, but yeah, so you've got to create value at every visit, and that right. definitely starts. Right. That's in the hygiene chair. Everything that you're doing with that patient during that time so that they're not leaving saying, oh, I just had a cleaning done today. Right. Which we hate that. Right. I know all you hygienists listening, you hate it when people say, um, oh, you're a hygienist. Oh, you clean teeth for us. Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> yep, that's all right. we do. Right. But really, if we don't change the way people look at that, it's never going to change. Exactly. So one thing I tell offices too, Rachel, is create value. This is not... You know, yes, if you create value, they're going to purchase more. We know we have to be profitable. Profit's not a bad word. But also, I, I, I don't care if, if you give something away. I gave a lot of things away. But sometimes I didn't do it the right way. I gave it away, and the patient didn't know that I had given it to them. Right. So, and so they just assumed it was part of that free cleaning, you know. So if you're going to give something away, make sure that you, that you tell the patient, you know, a lot of offices charge as much as $65 for this, whatever it is. But we, we feel like it's, it's so important that we want to make it complimentary for you today or, or make, uh, we've reduced the price to make it affordable to everyone. In other words, they say, wow, you know, this is this is pretty nice. Right. Um, because everybody likes a deal, you know. Yeah, but, doesn't? But again, yeah. it creates value. My office does this. Other offices may do that, but here's the, what my office does. So I'm going to keep going to them. Right. And I think a lot of, a lot of offices get... They'll say things. Oh well, we just do that. It's part of mm -hmm. it's part of mm -hmm. their perio maintenance, or it's part. But yeah. how did you set that up to create value for that? Sure. Right. Like, right. 
I hire a lot of offices that say they do a um, varnish treatment with perio maintenance. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which they, they say they do it for free. Mm -hmm. But did you ever even communicate that to the patient? That there is a, that there's that a, as a benefit a cost, to this yeah. visit, we are going to do a fluoride varnish treatment. It's typically $35, but we're going to include that in your visit today. So I think that's really important that you need to let them know the value in sure, that. And, sure, sure. And why you think it's so important that you're offering it at either a reduced fee or whatever that looks right, like. Right, right, right. So um, the second way, of course, is to have a solid perio plan. So you've got to stop over treating. Yeah, yeah. How many times, and I know there's every office I go into, you've got your, your treating perio and calling it a profi, which means that the patient's not getting the true value of what you've done. You're going home with a sore neck and sore hands and sore whatever else. Um, and then you got paid for a profi and not perio treatment. Yeah. So um, it's not a win-win either way because no. for the patient or for the practice. I will um, never forget, I was in a practice where a hygienist had, a, had the perio training, mm -hmm. and she went from 3% active perio to three months later, 30%. Right where she should be. Where she should yeah. be in three months. And I asked her, I said, well, how were you able to do that? And she said, when you were here that day, a light bulb went off. Mm -hmm. She said, I, I realized that I was actually performing a lot of these scalings on my patients. Mm -hmm. I was charging them out of profi. Mm -hmm. But what was happening is the patients were now coming in every six months right. instead of being put into a proper perio program. Right. So she said, I, I realized I wasn't doing them a service at all because sure. I didn't create value. I created no value because what I did was I really should have charged $1,200 for, but instead I charged a profi fee that got sure. that insurance, whatever, right? right? So she said, so it was a game changer. So right. That day, I realized I had to change the way I looked at it. And, of course, her schedule was booked out. I mean, it was yes. filled. Even the, the doctor was saying, like, we, you know, we've got to bring on another hygienist because we've got yeah. all these patients that are scheduling out. And she was at 100% treatment acceptance. Wow. So when you believe in the value you sure. create and you sure. have the tools to, to educate your patient with, again, you know, you've got your intraoral cameras and all these other great mm -hmm. things and they see the value in it, they're going to accept that treatment sure. and there goes your frequency of purchase. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then finally put a person in charge of your recare and let them own it. Yeah, I think we've talked about that in some previous episodes oh, yes, too, but yes. that is so important. Someone has to have a focus on that. Absolutely. It can't be an afterthought. No, it can't. And if your, your plan for this is we all work on it when we have time, that is not a system. <laughs> I am sorry. That is, you and are if, kidding yourself. If everyone owns it, no one owns it. That's right. So yeah. put one person responsible for tracking downtime and hygiene and really getting a system in place for getting those patients back in on your schedule. Sure. And you know, we're not going to dive all into that because we've done that in other episodes, but you've got to put someone in charge. So right. in summary, three ways to increase your frequency of purchase, create value at each visit, Second way, have a solid perio plan. Third is to put a person in charge of your recare and then let them own that. Right. So we really appreciate you listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. Um, stay tuned. We've got some great information coming for you next week on how to increase that size of purchase. Also, be sure to go to our website, hygieneprofitleaders.com. You can request a free hygiene analysis. We also have a free ebook on three ways to grow your hygiene department where we go into more detail on all of this great information. So thanks for listening and stay educated.